Hi, I'm Garth Tanner. I'm Jamie Wincup. I'm Lee Holdsworth. I'm James Courtney. We're the Forex Angels and you're listening to the VA Insiders. It's your weekly dose of V8 news on the V8 Insiders. Now here's your host, Craig Revell. The 1000 is about to start. Uh, I'm really looking forward now to getting uh, getting to Bathurst. We're really looking forward to it. I'm trying to win Bathurst. Hopefully Bathurst is good to us. Bathurst. Bathurst. For Bathurst. We preview the biggest event of them all this week as the red lights go out on another edition of the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. This news update is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Mark Scaife has said that competing for the Peter Brock Trophy at Bathurst has made the event even more special to him. Well, it was great last year. I mean, so many races since it's been the Peter Brock Trophy that I've either led or been in contention to win and haven't been fortunate enough to win until last year. So it was great to you know, get my name on the Peter Brock Trophy. It was one of the things that Lounge and I spoke about afterwards. Um, yes, and it's you know clearly you know it has a lot of emotion. Five years on from his death, um, it has a lot of emotion. It's uh, you know it's something that's pretty powerful in the sport and something that you know Craig and I would both uh, we would you know only be too happy to to, to 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 win it. Team Vodafone dropped into Sydney en route to Bathurst. Jamie Wincup lightening the mood, talking about the damage he could inflict if he was let loose in the Kometsu excavator. If you, would, if you want to get rid of someone in front of you, this is the, uh, this is the vehicle of choice. Just offload them. <laughs> Wincup spoke about the importance of winning this year's race. No, uh, no disrespect for the, the wins I've had there in the past, but uh, this time round, I've got uh, my mate Andrew Thompson in the car, and if we, uh, we, we've done absolutely everything we can to prepare ourselves to give ourselves the best opportunity. Craig Lowndes talked about Bathurst and its position as still the greatest race on the calendar. So this is our grand final. We uh, sat over the weekend, watched the AFL, and then watched the NRL final. Now it's our turn. I think it's uh, you know it's a great time of year for us as, as as motor racing drivers as well as fans because you go to Bathurst. It, it's the grand final. It's the ultimate race that all drivers want to win. Lowndes also talked about how the teams are planning the race, considering that he and Wing Cup are one-two in the championship. I think that uh, the boss understands that both Jamie and I are going for, for championships and we both understand that uh, we're old enough and uh, mature enough, hopefully, that uh, we're going to have a good race on track but not obviously put the cars in any danger. You know, it's something that uh, the team are very focused on, making sure that we've got good, uh, two good, strong cars, reliable, and it really leaves it up to the drivers to, do, uh, to deliver the goods. Andrew Thompson knows he's got a big role this weekend. Is he feeling any pressure? There is pressure, but it's, you know, over the last couple of years it's, it's what I've been trying to work towards and, and get myself into and and you know now I'm in that position so I've got to deliver and and hopefully we can have a great race and and you know hopefully that that helps me uh build my career further. Cameron Waters has secured the final seat in this year's 1000 winning the Shannon Supercar Showdown and will become the youngest driver ever to start the event. A fact that does not worry him 
or team owners Rick and Todd Kelly. Yeah, it's a pretty cool achievement to be the youngest ever to race at Bathurst. I think it's uh, by seven days, so it's pretty cool that I've got that. Um, just going to have to go up there and try and finish and uh, try and finish on the lead lap. Bathurst was my first ever V8 supercar race, and I don't I don't remember it being any sort of issue. The track hasn't changed. Sure, the you know the driver format has changed, where everyone's in their own car, but that that's about it. It's still a similar amount of cars. And same same format of race, and it is a tough ask. I remember that year, you know, coming in pretty wide-eyed as to what was going to happen, and we got through it pretty well, and we expect Cam to as well. And you know, it, it could be for a lot of a lot of young drivers. It could be too young, but you know, we've been very very careful about uh, throwing him in the deep end. And at the end of the day, at some stage, you've got to do it. You know, Rick and I had our first Bathurst at a young age. But there's 16, 17-year-olds that are very mature and can handle themselves on. There's some that aren't. And he's certainly level-headed enough to attack it. You can hear more from the Shannons team this week on Inside Motorsport at sportradio.com.au. Garth Tander talked about securing the future of the Tasmanian round in the championship. And to have uh, the biggest one-day sporting uh, crowd at a V8 Supercar event is a fair feather in our cap. Tasmanian Premier Lara Giddings spoke about the government's position on securing the race. We understand the importance of V8 Supercars to the general uh, economy as much as to the fans themselves. V8 Supercars have announced next year's Hamilton will be the last at the street circuit. V8 Supercars, who took over management of last year's event have been unable to secure a major sponsor for next year and following large financial losses suffered this year they have ruled the meeting unviable to sustain. Greg Murphy spoke about the decision. You know, it's an integral part of, of the future of the sport so I'm pretty sure that um, it will continue. Hamilton might be done and dusted after 2012 but I'm 99.9% confident that uh, there'll be something following on from that it seems that an airport circuit could be on V8 Supercar's radar. The Wapinda Air Base, 20 minutes northwest of Auckland, is a possible site for V8 Supercars. A report in the New Zealand Weekend Herald suggested this site, stating that Frank Radisich and town planner Peter Stinson struck a deal with former Defence Minister Jeff Goff, giving them the right to hold a race at the base from 2008 to 2014. James Small has been confirmed at Ford Performance Racing. This weekend he'll be working on the Bottolo car with an ongoing design role at the team for the rest of the year. This news has added to the pit lane speculation that David Reynolds will be moving from Kelly Racing at the end of the season. Lee Holsworth told the V8 Insiders that he would be confirming what he's doing in 2012 following this weekend's event. And now we look forward to Bathurst and we know we've got a pretty quick car up there so hopefully we've got the same this year. And this weekend, livery changes are being run. Bundy Racing, Wilson Security Racing and FPR are all making changes. FPR's cars having a special 10th anniversary livery for Orcon Steel on the cars. Dick Johnson Racing has also made the most dramatic change in livery, with the Jim Beam Falcons becoming the premium pair. Change is as good as a holiday and certainly... Uh those premium brands, man, I use them like you wouldn't believe. James Moffat's loving the idea that he'll be in the Gold Falcon. Uh, I first heard about the possibility of changing the livery for, for this weekend at Bathurst uh, a couple of months ago, and uh, naturally was pretty excited uh, when we heard what the concept was in Jim Beam Black and Jim Beam Bonded, um, two of Jim Beam's premium bourbon 
range and uh, you know I'm pleased to say that we're carrying the, the nice gold colours of the bonded range on the cars so hopefully we uh, we can stand on, on the top step of the podium and be true to the colour of the car. Stephen Johnson remembered the last time the team had a livery change for Bathurst. It was in 07 and we finished on the podium so uh, hopefully that's a good omen for this weekend. This year's 30 years since Dick Johnson won at Bathurst he's looking for a similar feeling this Sunday night. Well let me tell you it doesn't feel like 30 years although it has been but at the end of the day it was a very special moment and I just hope that we can have the same feeling on Sunday night as I had that Sunday night. And that's the news on the V8 Insiders. After the break Lucas Dumbrell talks about his 2011 year then later Lachlan Mansell and Richard Crahill will join me whilst we continue our chat with Jason Richards on the White Flag Lap. I hope you stay with us. News on the V8 Insiders is brought to you by the official V8X Magazine Facebook page. Sign up and keep in touch with V8 Supercars. You've taken the V8 to the races. You watch the action on TV. Now read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. The views expressed on V8 Insiders, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect those of the network, Thunder Media, sportradio.com.au or V8X Magazine. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Hi, I'm Lee Holdsworth. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Well, Lucas Umbrell, 2010 you told me you were making changes and trying to get things back on track and uh, we get to the Enduros. It's still been a tough struggle for you guys this year. How do you now approach Bathurst? Yeah, I suppose with an open mind, yeah, it has been on the tough, you know, 2010 and now. Uh, so far, tough 2011. We had a bit of a, um, you know, morale, um, morale lifter yesterday with um, uh, Warren qualifying eighth and finishing seventh. But um, like I said, it's just been a, been a tough year to date as well, yeah. What do you now set your markers for Bathurst? Oh, definitely Bathurst. I think we can, you know, hopefully we can finish in the top 12. You know, if we... If we um, don't do anything silly, obviously all day, and have some, you know, relatively, uh, relatively okay pace, I, I don't think t- top twelve is um, out of the question. But uh, at the end of the day, we do need to um, improve the pace of the car. And we had a, like, a little bit of a glimpse of it yesterday, but um, kind of didn't didn't find it today. And yeah, I, I don't know what to say. Um, yeah, I hope I hope that we can uh, finish in the top twelve, at least the top fifteen at Bathurst. I think we're probably going to qualify realistically, you know, eighteen to. 24, but um, but you know work towards you know the top 10 and the uh, uh, further finish. This year has been a very interesting year for all your team owners, and particularly for you young guys like yourself, Webby, uh, Dean, uh, the the Dalbertos, who all managed to get in for V8 Supercars right at the right time. In fact, uh, you uh, made a great business decision as it was to grab this license with the uh, sale. How has that affected how you have to look at going forward? Yeah, you know, we, we got, we, you know, fortunately got in at the right time, like exactly what you said, and, and managed to get quite a, quite a nice, um, um, you know, uh, kind of payment, um, obviously for, for uh, selling it, you know, a portion of our, our, um, our, uh, our asset. Um, like I said, 
but probably I think everyone says you know you never want to spend that back in uh, in the business you want to invest it in other areas um, but fortunately I've kind of cleared cleared my debt I was lucky enough that um, my, my family and father could you know lend me the money to, to, to purchase the you know the license and um, so you know now I can say that I you know I own the team fully and outright myself um, and I've got like you know still a bit of money left over but I'm just trying to focus hard not to um, not to uh, not to spend it in the race day I might spend it at some point but I definitely um, put the money back into it when I um, when I you know get paid from uh, from X and Y but like I said yes I'm trying to trying to trying to um, think about what to do next year and uh, there's a lot of good opportunities around with different cars and different uh, different teams and different equipment and they all uh, got big price tags but I've and I'm uh, I don't know I'm a bit of a, between a rock and a hard place and I've got the money there but I just oh, I just don't want to spend spend too much uh, too soon but like I said you, know, you do have to spend money to um to, to make money and you know I think I, uh, I I feel that you know I do need to upgrade equipment and um, and try and get more of a solid relationship with the with a you know with the team that's up the front and um, to to try and you know do this. Obviously, one of the huge things you're considering is spending money in 2012 is dead in 2013 with the car of the future on the horizon. So. Does that put you and, and some other teams in a holding pattern? Yeah, I think definitely like me and probably I think Dean are probably in the the biggest uh, biggest kind of uh, transition transition period where we've got um, we've got older cars and we probably do realistically need to upgrade for 2012. Well, exactly what you said in 2013, these cars are going to be relatively worthless. Um, they're obviously good for they're always good for the development series, but you know there's going to be there's going to be a hundred cars around for development series. So I don't know. It's um it's a tough one for me and Dean and um but you know then day if you want to you want to you know keep keep a you know if you want to land a big sponsor and you've got to service them correctly um you need to be competitive and i just i just don't feel that especially with my car and equipment and package that i um will be able to get through another year you know with uh exactly you know trying to get the results that i i want and it's even harder for dean he drives it himself so um he uh you know he'll, he'll be he'll be poking himself even more than he needs to get another not more equipment it's tough times ahead but we look forward to seeing how you battle on through the rest of this year yeah i appreciate it thanks yeah hopefully we can um start to you know pick up some you know some better results like yesterday my thanks to lucas dumbrell there richard crowell and lachlan mansell join me next on the v8 insiders controversy corner is next when we return with more on the v8 insiders you've taken the v8 to the races you watch the action on tv now read about them in v8x magazine v8x magazine dedicated to just one thing v8 supercars Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 supercar coverage. Out now. To ask a question of the V8 Insiders, just email them at v8insiders at sportradio.com.au. Hi, I'm Craig Lance from Team Vodafone, and you're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. Joining us this week from Bathurst, it's Lachlan Mansell. Good evening, Lockie. Good day, Craig. How are you going? I'm going very well, as Bathurst is upon us. One man we could not do the show without is SBS Speedweeks, Richard Kral. Good evening, Richard. G'day, Craig. G'day, Lockie. I like the way you show Lockie there, Craig. He's just from Bathurst. This time of the year, there doesn't need to be any more to the intro, does there? No, that's it. He is the man who is right in the midst of it, in the thick of it. And, uh, well, with the transporters rolling in, the atmosphere is set, Lockie. But I've got one question for you. Will anyone stop Triple Eight? 
Before I answer that question, I have to agree with both you and Crayley, and I have to say that Bathurst is an awesome place to be living in the lead-up to the great race because you can really just feel the atmosphere start to build for about two weeks out from the event, and it just keeps building up until it reaches a climax on the Sunday of the great race. But in answer to your question, will anyone stop Triple Eight? Well, after their domination of Phil of Ireland... Um, I'd have to say no. I think Triple uh, Eight will go in as the very short priced favourites for the Bathurst 1000 this year, and particularly the Craig Lowndes Mark Scaife entry. Yes, and we can say that this year because the betting regulations haven't been changed yet. Richard, what's your uh, thoughts? Look, short, short answer is no, but the long answer is no, but it's Bathurst. And this race, as we all know, can throw so many variables up. It can throw weather up. It can throw safety cars. It can throw kangaroos bouncing across the racetrack. Just about anything you want in the course of a motor race, you can get at this place. So, um, look, on, on raw pace, on strategy, on reliability, and on just about every other main factor going into it, you, you cannot bet against Triple Eight. Either one of their cars look pretty good. Obviously, Car Triple Eight's probably stronger than Double Eight, as we saw at uh, Phillip Island. Mark Scaife and Craig Lands are looking great, but it's Bathurst, and it's the kind of racetrack that that just throws these variables up that you cannot counter for in any kind of backup plan you might have. And Triple Eight might be the very best at engineering and the very best at coming up with contingencies if something goes wrong, but it's Bathurst, and we've said this before, and we've seen it before in the past that. Anything can happen at this motor race, and it often does. And, you know, who knows? There might be a, another combo there that's sitting and ready to strike. Uh, my personal thought is it may well come from uh, a fellow Holden team with a number two on the door. It wouldn't surprise me if we see HRT looking pretty good there. But most of the things you've said there, Richard, is very much on point of something else. Some extreme circumstance will affect them, not another team and not a poor performance. Yes, it is, but those extreme circumstances tend to happen at Bathurst more often than they happen anywhere else. So not only is it the most demanding racetrack we go to in the country, but it's got probably the most variable weather of any track we go to. And and in the middle of spring, Bathurst, it can be bright and sunny down the bottom and hailing at the top. We've seen it before. Um, I mean, look at 2007. That race was, was remarkable with the weather. So... There are more variables at this race. It's the longest race we do for the year. There are more variables for it than any other. So you have to factor them into your planning. And there's only so many variables you can plan for. I mean, who could have found out that in 2007 the entire field would be on slick tyres when it rained at the top of the mountain and everyone would crash? I mean, it was phenomenal. So, you know, there's, there's just so many things you've got to counter for at this race. And that's why... It's harder to back an outright favourite at this race than any other one. But on on stats and on performance and on everything else that goes towards picking a winning combination, it's very, very hard to go past them. Mm. Now, Lockie, how will another team beat Triple Eight? I agree with what Richard says, and I think Richard's exactly right when he says that Bathurst is a circuit that tends to throw up a lot more variables than all of the other racing events that the V8 supercars go to. And the one example that stands out in my mind is the kangaroo incident of 2004 when Stephen Richards and Jim Richards were in a very competitive position in the race and a kangaroo jumped out in front of the car on the run-up to the cutting. Now, that is the kind of variable that no amount of planning, no amount of meticulous preparation 
alteration can prevent that kind of incident from happening. So that could potentially be the kind of obstacle that could get in the way of a Triple Eight race victory. The other thing, of course, is the strategy. And if we get a situation where there's a safety car with, say, 27 laps left to go, where it's right on the cusp of the car's either making it or not making it to the chequered flag and people try and gamble on on getting to the end of the race and run out of fuel trying to do so and it becomes a race of economy as well as speed that could be another variable Mm. it's it's always a fascinating race and it it, it's the biggest race of the year it is the best race of the year because so many things have to go right for you to win and uh, i guess one team that has had a slew of things going wrong this year, Lachlan, is Walkinshaw Performance, HRT, Bundy Racing. How- no longer on the championship, it is on Bathurst, if you say, but a bad season can turn into a great season if you pick up a win at Bathurst. So Garth Tander and Nick Perkett were very impressive at Phillip Island. I was particularly impressed with Nick Perkett's performance, even after he made that mistake and stalled the car on the grid on the initial formation lap. His recovery drive to come back from a pit lane start through to fourth position was outstanding, and uh, Garth Tander, um, Crayley and, and I would both agree, is an absolute gun drive probably didn't quite have the tyre life to contend with the triple eight cars at the end of the race but still put together a very impressive performance and the Holden Racing team always lifted Bathurst last year they had a pretty tough season as well but Garth Tander and Cameron McConville still finished on the podium at Bathurst and obviously uh, James Courtney's got a pretty good record at the mountain as well he's been on the podium three times and uh, Cameron McConville's experiences well regarded too so I can definitely see even though they've had a tough season the HRT cars performing strongly at the mountain Have you got a... I agree and, and I think uh, the thing you've got to take into account with Bathurst is that it's not nearly as tyre sensitive as Phillip Island so uh, they won't have that tyre wear problem so they can run their cars harder and more aggressive probably to keep up with the raw speed that Triple Eight have got and then they can go out and, and try and break them over the course of a race and, and Lockie's bang on. They've got Garth Tander, who always brings his A-game at Bathurst, always has. Um, you know, if it wasn't for the fact Craig Lowndes did the best 80 laps you've ever seen last year, Garth's drive was probably better. But, uh, yeah, they're a real chance, I've got no doubt. And I think, uh, especially Courtney McConville, I think are a very, very strong combination. As good a job as Nick Perkett did at the island. Mm. Now... Kelly's fielding five cars in this year's event. It is a huge undertaking. These guys have been going full on all for the last couple of months. Can they field five race-winning cars, Richard, or are we going to see maybe three cars and two out there trundling around? Um, Can they field five race-winning cars? Look, logistically, financially, yes, they can. Will they? No, they won't. Um, I don't think, let, let's be honest, the, the supercar showdown, the Shannon's Mars entry is not going to be a contender for a race victory. Um, that will run around towards the, the bottom half of the field. As good as Grant Denier and Kevin Waters it is, um, they're not going to be contending for victories. But on, on basis, the other four cars are looking pretty good. But I'm actually, out of the lot of them, I think that the Pepsi Max car of Greg Murphy and Alan Simons is going to be the strongest for whatever reason, but I, I, I don't think they're going to be contending for victories. If Rick and Todd were in the same car, absolutely they would, because again, they're two guys that bring their A-game, but I just don't think they'll contend for victory. So the, the strict answer to the question is, can they field five race winners? One day they will, absolutely, but not this year. 
never count out Greg Murphy at Bathurst. That's what I've learned. No matter how badly he goes throughout the rest of the season, he always lifts the Mount Panorama. And Alan Simonson's had some pretty good form up at the mountain as well. He finished in the top five with Triple Eight back in 2007. So um, Greg Murphy and Alan Simonson are a bit of a dark horse. Rick Kelly and Owen Kelly, I think they'll be strong as well. David Reynolds and Tim Blanchard went very well at Phillip Island, but I think their lack of experience might put them at a disadvantage at Bathurst. And uh, Grant Denyer and Cameron Waters, the Shannon's Mars entry, I think realistically they'll do well just to finish the race. Mm, interesting, because, uh, of course, uh, with James Small leaving the uh, Kelly operation a couple of weeks ago now, that has certainly set back, you would think, the Stratco car slightly with... Both drivers having such a good relationship with James, it's going to be hard on the biggest race of the year to get yeah. that combination gelling, Richard. Yeah, it's the last thing you want before Bathurst as well, and, and you want to take continuity and, and good relationships with your engineers and your drivers into it. So it's a blow, but, but I mean, as far as we know, that might have been coming for a long time. So things like this tend to shake out over a period of months rather than days. So... Yeah, look, the Kellys are interesting, aren't they? Uh, uh, Davey Russell did a really good job driving with Todd at Phillip Island, and, and he's a great driver. So they've got good combinations, but I don't think they've got outright gun combos like Escape and Allowance that that can contend on raw speed. If it came down to a 20-lap a shootout at the end, and with all due respect to Owen Kelly, if you've got him against uh, a Garth Tander or even a Cam McConville, he's probably going to get beaten just for the, the miles that the other guys get up. So, look, I don't think they'll win this year, but, look, uh, I agree with Lockie, and, and I really believe that the Pepsi crew will be good. And, and Lockie mentioned when Murphy has really bad seasons, he tends to, to pop up at Bathurst. He hasn't had that bad a year, if we're honest. He's, he's sort of been there or thereabouts most of the season and been pretty consistent. So... Who knows? I mean, uh, they may well be on the podium on the end of 161 laps now next Sunday. Mm, interesting. We need to take a break because it's Gas and Go next on the V8 Insiders. Gas and Go is brought to you by V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Gas and Goes brought to you by V8X Magazine. Stephen Johnson on the cover. You can catch up with all the news in V8 Supercars right there on V8X Magazine. Hey, guys, five minutes. No, three minutes, five questions. Which car, Lockie, which one car team could be the giant killer this weekend? It's a tough question because it depends what you define as a one-car team because you're talking about cars that run under a racing entitlements contract that's separate from the main one because if that's the case, then technically the Tim Slade, Daniel Gaunt car is a one-car no, team. No, but if... no, no. They're a three-car team, Rocky. They are I agree. I totally car. agree. Yeah. Uh, I think I think one car teams includes Dean Fiore and Michael Patrizzi, and uh, also Tony D'Alberto, who, who hopefully will have recovered from his dose of chickenpox, and his co-driver Dale Wood, and also Jonathan Webb and Richard Lyons. And I think out of those three, probably the Dean Fiore, Michael Patrizzi is the one that I could see potentially cruising around, staying on the lead lap, not having the pace to match it with the front runners, but by some virtue of some smart strategy and taking advantage of the attrition that we normally see at the great race springing up with a surprise result at the end of the day. All right, Richard? Yeah, well, uh, that five questions in three minutes has gone out the window, hasn't it? Uh, yes. Uh, Johnny Webb and Richard Lyons. I like Richard Lyons. He's a good steerer. 
I think they'll be the best of the one-car teams. Can they spring a surprise? Probably not, but top 10, I think, would be a really good result. Mm. Which co-driver will star Richard? Oh, that's a tough question and very, very uh, mean one to ask, Craig Ravel. Um, would it be wrong to say Stephen Richards? Absolutely not. Lockie? Mark Scaife. Which co-driver could fail? And when you fail at Bathurst, it's the most spectacular of all fails, Lockie. Um, I think that's the meaner question, Richard. That That is a meaner question. Um, maybe Cameron Waters' lack of experience. It's going to be their very first race in a V8 supercar and their very first race at Bathurst. It's an extremely tough circuit to be learning how to drive a V8 supercar for the first time. And I think if they can get through the weekend without making an uh, unwanted meeting with one of the concrete walls, they will have gone very well. Richard? Uh, I can't disagree with that at all. I think that's the absolute biggest question mark uh, out of the entire field, for sure. This year, we've got the Ingalls-Perkin combination. Could it be successful again, Richard? Uh, Yes, it can. Jack is a pretty handy little co-driver. Could he make it a full-time main game gig and win championships? Not sure, there's a question mark. But at Bathurst and at Phillip Island, he's got plenty of miles. He's done the job with Slady in the past. I, why not? Absolutely. I think they can be successful. Whether they win or not, I'm not sure whether the, the combo is quite there with the team. But, hey, top five, absolutely. And, and Jack will go well, there's no doubt. Lucky. I'd put them just inside or just outside the top five. Not sure if they'll be contenders for a race victory, but I think they'll be up there. How long will Fabian take to get his nerves back following that spectacular lap one crash last year, Lockie? No time at all. He's a professional racing car driver. He's had a year of racing under his belt since that crash. So, yes, it was a big crash. Yes, it was spectacular. But Fabian Coulthard's a good operator. He'll get back in and be on the pace in no time. Richard? Yeah, I agree with that. These guys are professionals. They're paid good money to drive racing cars. You can't let a bump on the head uh, get you down. That's Gas and Go for another week. Gas and Go is brought to you by the V8X Magazine. Log on to the official V8X Magazine Facebook page for your chance to win some great prizes. Richard Grail and Lachlan Mansell will join us soon as we continue the V8 Insiders. Find out more about your favourite supercar teams and drivers when we go inside further on the V8 Insiders. You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers, V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Shane Van Gisbergen. You're listening to V8 Insiders. Welcome back to the V8 Insiders. As Richard Kral and Lachlan Mansell continue to chat Bathurst with me, but we might take a look at the curtain raiser, Lockie, because uh, do you think Phillip Island is going to stay as the 500-kilometre curtain raiser to the mountain? Not based on the reports that I've read in the media over the last couple of weeks. All the reports that I've heard is that it could move back to Sandown as soon as next year or the year after, and I think that's a good thing. I think the Sandown circuit's more suited to endurance racing than Phillip Island. Don't get me wrong, Phillip Island's a great circuit and one that the drivers absolutely love, but the problem is because it's got such high-speed flowing corners, the cars tend to get quite spread out, and that can... uh, 
lead to the racing becoming, well, not boring, but just not a lot of uh, overtaking or on-track action. And I think the Sandown circuit's a more suitable race track for the long-distance endurance race. Mm. What do you think, Richard? No, look, I agree. Uh, I love Phillip Island. It is one of the great circuits, but I think it probably lends itself more to sprint racing than it does enduros. And uh, mainly because uh, the, the tyre life thing there is, is so hard and it's such a hard circuit on tyres that it, it does pose issues, as we saw at the weekend, in, in every category, it must be said. Um, but, look, I, I'm a big, big stickler for tradition and and moving the Sandown 500 to Queensland, as they did in 01, didn't really work. It ended up going back for a couple of years and it's at Phillip Island. And they keep coming back to Sandown to make the 500k race work and have the meaningful impact that it has. And the reason for that is that, A, it's a suburban venue, so you can get people there easily. There's a train station nearby. It's 40 minutes from the CBD, even in heavy traffic. You know, people can get to it. They'll rock up. They'll go home. It's like going to a football game. But to do that, to get people to a race, they've got to have meaning to go there. And as great as the November round is and the Heritage round, and and it's a good concept, there's not a massive reason for people to go there and and sit down and watch a couple of hours of motor racing but bring the 500 back it's a brand people know it they recognize it it's known for being for 50 years the traditional warm-up to the Bathurst 1000 so it just makes all kinds of sense for them to do it and they keep coming back there surely they've got to learn eventually that they keep coming back because it works so I'm all for it I, I go back to Sandown 500 you get more variables with weather as well in September at, at uh, Sandown on the rain belt there. So, uh, hey, I, I think it's a great idea and, and I'm all for it. Mm, plus, you can get to the preliminary finals on Saturday. If, and that's uh, a big factor too, Craig. You want, yeah, if you want to do a double header, which you can't quite do from Phillip Island. So, interesting though, Richard, because there was a 10-year contract signed about a year ago for that Phillip Island 500. Uh, obviously, contracts, when both parties agree, can be... Uh, well, modified and adjusted. Yeah, and in the end, V8 supercars promote the 500 themselves, so they're breaking their own contract, I would have thought, and they've got a contract to race at Phillip Island, and I'm sure there would have been out clauses in that that they could go, OK, well, we want to move the race to March or June or September or December or whenever it's going to be. So um, they'll keep going to Phillip Island. You can't not go there. It's the second-best track in the country after Bathurst. So... Um, yeah, look, they're, uh, you know, it's a business decision in the end because ultimately a successful 500 is very, very important to the championship as a curtain raiser to Bathurst. So going to Sandown ticks all the financial boxes and, and the, the PR and media and television boxes as well. And I think a Sandown race will probably rate better because it's got more history to draw on to promote it with. Mm. Lockie, who's going to win? Bathurst. Bathurst, isn't it? I don't like being predictable, but Mark Scaife and Craig Lowndes, sorry, but you just after their their form at Phillip Island and the fact that they clean swept both of the endurance races last year, you just can't go past them. Mark Scaife's experience, Craig Lowndes in great form, potentially contending for his first championship victory since 1999. This is a great opportunity for him to claw back some points on Jamie Winkup at Bathurst, and uh, I can't see them losing it, to be honest. All right. Richard? Look, I, I also hate to be predictable, but I think I mentioned on this show about six months ago, Craig, that I thought, uh, I reckon we were chatting with, with Gordo Lomas, but I re- mentioned then that uh, that I thought Craig and Mark would win it, and their performance at Sandown leaves me with absolutely no reason to change my mind. 
However, the combination of Mark Winterbottom and Stephen Richards is the second best combo in the race. If Bought Performance Racing get their stuff together early in the weekend and give them a competitive car, they will contend and they will be there fighting for a victory at the end of the race. So put them down as sort of my outside smoky bet from Crowley, but yeah, you can't go past Scaife and Lance. They're just so very, very good. And Mark Scaife said it after Phillip Island. He said Craig Lance is driving better than he ever has before. That's worrying for everybody else in the field because Craig Lance at his best is unstoppable. Mm. Well, you can tell Bathurst is upon us on the weekend. And, guys, how you know that is because Richard Crail said those magic words I've once said on the show for about a month now, which is contract out clause so we could talk about driver changes and who might leave a contract like Richard Lyons did in the AFL. And (laughs) I have absolutely let that one go to the keeper. Richard... And Lockie, I hope you enjoy your Bathurst uh, experience because that's what it is each and every year. It is. It's great. It's one of the great weekends of the season. It's the one we all build up for. Quick plug, uh, if you're there, keep an eye on the Touring Car Masters and the Porsche Carrera Cup. Uh, sport <laughs> racing is going to be very, very competitive there, uh, CR, I can tell you. Uh, Touring Car Masters, wow, what a feel. Glenn Seaton back in a Ford on Mount Panorama looking great and uh, the Porsche Carrera Cup is very, very competitive as we saw at Phillip Island. So I've got the plug out the way. I've ticked the boxes for the clients. It's going to be a great weekend. Can't wait. Lucky, it's the one time where being in Bathurst studying gets its benefits. Yeah, well, this is the last year that I'm going to be living in Bathurst because my university degree's just about come to an end. So I'm really going to soak it up this year, um, enjoy what's quite possibly going to be my last opportunity to be able to walk 10 minutes from where I live to get to the racetrack but I'll get my plug in as well Um, I'm fortunate enough to be involved with the great rate 256 page annual viewing the 2011 and we love V8X we need to plug V8X too don't we we do indeed (laughs) it's the uh, round table for another week here on V8 Insiders and up after the break the second part with our interview with Jason Richards You've taken the V8 to the races. you watch the action on TV. Now, read about them in V8X Magazine. V8X Magazine, dedicated to just one thing, V8 Supercars. Showcasing some of today's best writers and award-winning photographers. V8X brings you all the news and in-depth interviews demanded by today's V8 Supercar fans in one action-packed magazine. V8X, the number one magazine in V8 Supercar coverage. Out now. Hi, I'm Rick Kelly. You're listening to V8 Insiders. On this week's White Flag Lap, we continue our chat with Jason Richards, where I asked him what his thoughts were on this year's silly season. Oh, well, it's one of the exciting parts of the sport, isn't it? It's something which is probably quite often more, more exciting than the racing. Um, you know, and, and, you know, with the, the rumour mill going flat out and who's going where and people under contract, breaking contracts and... All this stuff, which is, uh, uh, and of course, you know, it's very nerve-wracking from the teams because I don't know if the key drivers are staying or going. And so, you know, I actually enjoy that part. It's sort of, uh, it's interesting how these so-called secrets get out within probably two days of someone doing a confidential signing. But um, you know, like it's going to be good. I think you know, Willie Holtz is obviously being the official one to announce that he's shifting camps. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how, how he goes up. 
up there in Queensland and who Gary Rogers is going to put in the car. I mean, Gary's always had this amazing legacy of picking young up-and-coming guys, so, you know, is he going to continue that path or is he going to go for someone a bit more established? Um, you know, there, there's so many things. Uh, and then, of course, uh, you know, what's going to happen in FPR with, with the third car there. So, you know, there's, there's plenty of... And then... No, obviously the hot tip was David Reynolds, but he's supposed to be under contract. So, there, there, you know, there's all that sort of uh, toing and froing, as I say. It's, it's some of it's uh, 100% truth, and some of it's sort of a bit of fiction. But why let fiction get in the way of a good, good story? Well, that's it. And of course, you seem to have ruled yourself out of 2012. So, the seat that's being held in your stead must also have some ramifications. Look, it's one of those things. Yeah, I mean. Basically, my scenario is I don't. I'm not coming back racing until I'm healthy, because uh, I want to be. A, I've got to commit myself 100% to racing, but I want to be successful, and uh, I won't be able to do that unless I'm healthy. So, um, the, the the physical, uh, you know, my physical attributes, I could have you know built up strength and get rid of this cancer and all these sorts of things. So, the reality is, I was hoping that would be well and truly under control by now, but it isn't. It's um, you know, it's still, still a very serious condition. So. Um, 2012 was hugely unlikely for me. Um, maybe the best I can hope for is if, if I can get some uh, some control over this cancer that I'll be able to do the Enduros and and then maybe look at 2013. You know, by then I might not want to do it. You know, like life might have changed for me again and and uh, I would have gotten a bit older and, you know, like uh, most people will probably be looking at retiring at my age and I might be trying to get back in. So, you know, I, mean, I just have to wait and see. I mean, it's a long way but as you say then there's a, a fantastic opportunity to with someone um, you know with what Brad does with you know his his his, uh, his three cars I think right he's signed a contract um, uh, so you know he's, he's guaranteed and I'm not sure the other two have yet so you know there's plenty of plenty of movement available I guess in, in uh, up and down pit lane still yeah well it's good to see you out and about. This time of year was a time that no matter where your car was running in the championship, you always seemed to shine. So I imagine this weekend more than any is a bit tougher to be here. Yeah, it is. It's, uh, you know, the, the Enduros, you know, that was where I collected all my, most of my podiums. Uh, and, you know, and this this time last year we, we, you know, picked up some silverware. And, and then, of course, the Bathurst is, is somewhere where, you know, it, it's you know we have a higher chance <laughs> finishing on the podium in Bathurst and than uh, any other any other um, race and it's quite a ridiculously high chance really I think in five years I got second twice and a fourth so um, you know it was a uh, amazing achievement when I look back on it um, so yeah it's going to be very sad not to be part of part of the team from a driving point of view but you know I'm still still involved in the team and I still get the some of the benefit of uh, you know helping call strategy and helping engineering and just you know overseeing I guess and in some sort of fashion putting my two cents in when I think it's worth putting in so uh, and it's great you know the BJ have been right behind me and and supported me through this whole illness so um, you know they, I'm still very much part of the team. Well, we wish all the very best for the rest of this year and. We all do look to enjoy seeing you out on the track in the cameo roles you've played throughout 2011. Thank you very much. My thanks to Jason Richards, Richard Kral, 
Lucas Dumbrell and Lachlan Mansell as the checker flag waves over this Bathurst edition of the V8 Insiders. Till next time round, keep smiling and bye for now. Join us next week for more V8 Insiders, only on v8x.com.au.